Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book, and I'm your host for this podcast series. This is episode 90 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. For today's episode, our topic is missing tarot cards. And I've got a very special guest, my friend Hillary Perry of Tarot by Hillary. Hello, Hillary. Hi, Teresa. How are you doing today? I'm well. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for actually suggesting this topic because I think this is a great topic. It's super intriguing. And I think it's something that a lot of times, you know, people don't think about it. You know, when we lay out our tarot cards, we're looking at the cards that are there. Um, And by the way, when we're talking about missing tarot cards, we're not talking about a deck with a missing card. We're talking about what happens when uh, a suit is missing in a reading. For example, if the layout contains no wands, that might be as important as the cards that are in front of you. Can you explain why this is so, Hillary? Well, I found that when doing a reading, sometimes you're getting a sense of the reading, but you're not, you're kind of not able to see the forest through the trees, so to speak, when you're looking at the cards that are there versus the cards that aren't there. I had actually recently a client that was talking about her love life or asking about her love life, typical um, (laughs) client question, and there were no cups in her reading. Mm. And I thought that was very intriguing because she was asking about a love question, but there were no love cards there. So I thought that might be an aspect of her relationship that she might need to work on, uh, bringing not necessarily the spark back into the relationship, but also examining the emotions or maybe lack of emotions from her or from her significant other. Right now, well, let's back up for a minute. And if you could break down the tarot deck really briefly so people understand the different suits that we're talking about before we even start looking at some examples. Can you just do that in a nutshell in layman's terms as best as you can? Absolutely. So for the wands, that's the suit normally associated with fire. So I think of that as the spark, the will, the drive, the why of what you do, what you do. Um, For the suit of cups, that would be the suit of love and emotions. That would be the suit of water. For the suit of swords, that would be the element of air. And that would be about conflict and communication and your intellect and your mind and your thoughts. And then for pentacles, we have the suit uh, associated with the element of earth. That would be career, uh, finances, but also about your body and your groundedness. And what about the majors? The majors are more about the spirit, I feel, and are also real pivot points. So whenever I see a major come up or not come up, um, I'm always looking at the uh, the underpinnings or the um, the pivot points of where that person is in their life path. Got it. Awesome. I really appreciate you explaining it so succinctly. So, you know, I think what, what really will help people is if we give a couple of examples. Um, so for let's say, for example, there are no majors in a tarot reading. If you lay that out, what does that tell you right away as a reader? No majors. I usually think of if it's majority of minor cards or there's no majors at all, I usually think of the day-to-day stuff. Or I say to the client, it's actually not as big a deal that you're making it out to be a bigger deal than it actually is. 
So focus on the small stuff and the day-to-day steps, and you should be able to accomplish your long-term goals. That's what I see when I see no major cards in a reading. So then if we reverse that and there's no minors, what does that tell you? That is, I'm so glad you came to me for a reading. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's usually a big shakeup or someone is at a huge crossroads and um, right now the decisions that they're making have long-term consequences. So what if somebody does a reading and there's absolutely no court cards coming up? Ooh, that could mean one of two things to me. Either they're very much in their heads or there's not a lot of um, outside players going on to the situation. It's more like they are very in control of the situation and they shouldn't be focused on what other people are doing because it doesn't seem to, other people don't seem to have a big effect or bearing on that situation. Awesome. So, you know, you gave this example about a person getting a reading about love, but there were no cup suit. So let's say that same person gets a reading about love, but there are no wands suit. What might that tell you? What's the clue here? It might suggest, and this is a hypothetical, so, you know, no two readings are alike, but it might suggest that the spark might have gone out in the relationship and that you need to put more sparks into the relationship. What about, same question, Mm -hmm. no pentacles? Oh, lots of emotion, but probably little stability, if any. So trying to do more practical aspects that go into making a relationship work. All right. And so, of course, we're going to have to do the same question again, but with no sword suit. Oh, no swords. Hmm. Probably not a lot of thinking going on, (laughs) I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay, that's awesome. I love those examples. So, you know, what if what about this? What if someone's asking a question about their spiritual life, but if there are no major arcana, what might that be telling you? Ooh, I would probably get the phrase of chop wood and carry water, um, which we hear a lot in like Buddhist philosophy, which is more finding the spirituality in mundane activities, like finding a still moment when you're washing the dishes or when you're doing your laundry rather than sitting in a church for five hours and not feeling anything. Excellent. So how about this? If there is a missing card, you know, a missing suit or whatever, how could that be used as advice in a reading? Well, it would definitely depend on which card would be missing. Um, For example, especially in regards to what you just suggested about spirituality, if there's no Hierophant card, could that mean that they need a little bit more structure to their spirituality, or could that mean that there's um, no dogma to their spirituality or no deeper understanding of why they do what they do? Could it be someone going through spirituality through rote instead of understanding why they do the practices that they do. So can you give me a few other examples of how missing suits might be telling you something important? Let me see here. Let me look back on my notes. Oh, I love that you have notes about this. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. (laughs) 
especially with every scenario, there's always going to be um, a different situation that comes in, up in a reading that you've never seen before. And I usually like to take notes right afterwards mm. to make sure that if it comes up again, I'm like, I've seen this in a reading before. Could it be this? And ah. perhaps suggesting it to a, a client that might have a similar situation but might be going about it a different way. So I, I try and take notes I <laughs> think when I remember. A, yeah, I think that's a really good practice for people who are new tarot readers, you know, and especially if they're going to be exploring something like missing cards, you know, take notes. Journal about the readings that you're doing for yourself or for, uh, for other people because that's when you start to notice those aha moments, those patterns, those things that really, you know, might be speaking to you, but you may not really recognize that until later. I always think that when you're learning tarot, it is like learning a new language. Yes. And so the journaling, I think, is really important. And with these missing cards, you know, that's like, um, how would be, if we had to describe that as part of the language, it's like the things that are unsaid. Right. You know, like the cues we get from body language and stuff, it's like that's what the missing cards are kind of like. Right, exactly. Like, for example, in my head um, about how I came to this conclusion about the missing cards was um, I almost think of it as tarot formulas. When I see two cards Mm. together, it usually equals to mean this to me. Like, for example, when I see the Empress Empress plus the Ace of Pentacles, I think of pregnancy moreover than any kind of creative endeavor. Yeah. So, So... That would be something that I would be looking for when someone's asking me about if they're having trouble getting pregnant. I'm looking for the Empress. I'm looking for the Ace of Pentacles. And if I'm not seeing those cards, that tells me something as well. Right on. That is a great example. So let me let me ask you this then. You know, all, obviously in a big spread like the Celtic Cross, if there's something missing, it stands out like a sore thumb. But if you're doing like a smaller spread you know, with only four or five cards, you know, well, then it's going to be pretty likely that something's going to be missing, correct? Right, right. I usually tend to do this when um, I need more information from the cards, and that's when I look at the missing cards, especially in a Celtic cross. That's a perfect example, because what I usually do, the Celtic cross is laid out, and then I look over it to see any patterns. Mm-hmm. And when I'm looking at those patterns, I'm looking for major arcana cards. I'm looking for what minor arcana cards are coming up. And then third, I'm looking for the cards that, or the suits that may be missing. This is such a great, juicy discussion. And I think that it's giving people... Um, something completely new to think about, maybe something they've never thought about before. And, you know, this is a great way to deepen your connection with tarot because it's really thinking outside of the tarot box. And I really love this, Hillary. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was actually inspired by something that you did uh, in a reading that I saw a long, long time ago where you said that pentacles were missing from the spread and that suggested to you uh, instability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've also like paid attention to this, um, th- you know, what's missing. And I think, you know, a lot of times we don't, we don't do that in tarot. We just look at what's there. And so, you know, it is important to also contemplate why is something not here? What's going on with that? Right. Because, again, you know, there's so many different things depicted in the tarot cards. They depict every part of our lives. And if we're talking about one part and something isn't there, it's, it's, there's something – there's something then to pay attention to. Right, exactly. 
Well, I want to thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with my audience, Hillary. Can you tell people where they can find you? Absolutely. Just go to my website, www.tarotbyhillary.com, and that is with one L. And you can find all of my social media there um, and all of the information to contact me or contact me for a reading. Excellent. All right, guys. Well, I really want to tell you to go and explore this on your own when you're reading cards because I think you're going to find this to be a really fascinating um, way to play with your cards, so to speak. And that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. You can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free introductory classes for tarot newbies, the tarot coloring book, hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, and lots of other good things for you to scope out. Enjoy. Thanks again for listening, and have a beautiful day. And hey, if you're digging Tarot Bites, do me a solid, and leave a kind review on iTunes. This will help more tarot-curious people find their way to Tarot Bites. And of course, I always close off by saying, Pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending. <laughs> 